Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on immigration, on foreign affairs, will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
This is Rory Sodder. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you guys so much. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I hope it was productive. I hope it went accordingly. I, uh, I hope it was fun. I uh, hope you guys had a, an excellent time. I had a great weekend myself. Um, so much going on in the media. So much to talk about this evening. We have a huge show. I can't wait. Um, first and foremost, I always want to thank... First and foremost, I always want to thank um, my guests, my co-hosts, my amazing audience, and uh, all my um, sponsors. You guys are all so fantastic and amazing, and uh, the show just keeps getting better and better with your support. Uh, Don't forget that we are listened to and downloadable on over 60 online platforms, and we are uh, listened to in 22 different countries. So we're all over the place. Find our show online everywhere. Um, Also, if you miss any interviews or past clips or shows, uh, you can visit our media site, thenexgenusa.com. Yes, but everybody, we're going to get into our main segment, our our opening story tonight. First, though, I want to welcome lobbyist, political activist, and strategist, Josh Halavate. How are you, buddy? Dude, doing uh, really, really well. How are you, Rory? Doing good, man. Good weekend? Absolutely, yeah. It's some time. Weather got a little warmer here in Ohio, so I was feeling pretty good. Very nice. I also want to welcome to the show um, political activist, historical and political blogger, and founder of thefactspaper.com, Pamela Adams. How are you? Hey, Rory. I'm doing great. Excellent. Good to have you here. Uh, I also want to welcome uh, director political strategist and activist Gianni Rodriguez. How are you, buddy? Doing great, man. Glad to be on. Well, it's great to have you here, guys. And uh, I want to I talk about what's really been bothering me, and I think it's been bothering everybody, is the whole Adam Schiff situation. So with the, with the whole Michael Cohen thing, it's just the story keeps developing and, and going uh, crazy. It just keeps evolving and evolving and, you know, we're hearing all these different things. We're now hearing that the Mueller probe is going until it's funded until September. So the people that thought Mueller was going to release his report sometime soon, it doesn't look like that's happening. Um, and you have all of these people that are so um, corrupt and so in bed with the, with the dirtiest people you can think of. I mean, um, what Adam Schiff did, you know, with Michael Cohen – talking in the room with him before his testimony for nine hours straight. I mean, if that was a Republican, the Republican would be crucified. If you want to talk about real collusion, that's real collusion right there. I mean, that, that's something that is totally uh, being overlooked. People aren't punishing Adam Schiff for this. They're not, you know, taking proper uh, protocol to, to give him some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of punishment, something. I mean, this is ridiculous. And we have now Jerry Nadler on the House committee who, who is, has a Russian uh, spy working for his, his um, campaign. I mean, there's the real Russia collusion. I'm seeing all these examples. I'm sure everybody can remember when Adam Schiff got on the phone with a, a, Rush, um, a supposed Russian guy that had a bunch of dirt on Trump. This was about a year ago. And, and he was talking to him on the phone, actually thinking this was real, but it was some dude pranking Adam Schiff. 
And Adam Schiff didn't even get in trouble for this. I mean, that's real collusion. There's no collusion whatsoever of Trump and Russia. But there are so many examples of the Democrats and Russia colluding in all these foreign entities. Don't forget about what Obama said uh, before he, uh, his presidency was up. He told one of Putin's buddies, uh, once, I'm, once I'm out of office, I can have a lot more flexibility uh, you know, to help you guys out. So th- this is just ridiculous what we're dealing with. I want to play Devin Nunes, uh, his clip the other day, reacting to this Cohen meeting with Schiff. And, uh, you know, he puts it great into perspective. I mean, he, he puts it all on the table. Uh, one, four. Here it comes. highly anticipated report on the Russia probe. Could it be coming out today? We'll see, but will the last accept the Robert the, the report if Robert Mueller finds no Trump-Russia collusion? All right, let's ask Republican ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee and California Congressman Devin Nunes. Let's talk about another California congressman. It turns out Michael Cohen, who's dominated the scene for the last two weeks, according to our own Catherine Herridge, has met four times for a total of 12 hours with one-on-one with Adam Schiff. Were you aware of that? Aren't you supposed to be told about this? So illegal. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be shocking, right? I mean, this is, this is the, they continue to do this. They met with Cohen. They clearly were trying to uh, devise how they're going to roll out a new narrative. So the last two weeks was all about rolling out a new narrative. And despite, I think that the major issue, despite all of that, they still came out and came out with a fake news story that's now been debunked. Somehow that his testimony was changed that was before Congress by Trump's lawyer. Uh, that's what the media went with. That was the narrative, but it ended up being a fake news story. So you know, no matter how much witness tampering you do, you're not going to find collusion. Unless you talk about the collusion that the Democratic Party and the Clinton campaign were doing with Russia. Are you suggesting that uh, there was witness tampering? Well, you know, probably not in a legal sense because – you know, we're Congress for the legislative branch, right. so there's nothing illegal about talking to witnesses beforehand. But if you're running a real investigation, the way you would do it is Republican and Democrat lawyers would meet with the lawyers of whoever is going to testify. But in this case, they would, it sounds like they were just meeting uh, with the witness themselves, uh, and this is you know, not, a, not a serious investigation, which it, it hasn't been uh, since. John Brennan is predicting more indictments from special counsel uh, Robert Mueller um, in this Russia probe, and he says some of them could involve President Trump's family members. Do you predict that? I would find that hard to believe. Why? Um, well, look, what you're, really, what you're really looking at here is collusion, right? But the, the whole point of this Mueller investigation was, was there collusion or not? And I've joked about this many times before, but it's like this mythical creature uh, that's, that's out there running around somewhere around the Capitol. You've got you know, dozens and dozens of reporters who spend all day looking for this mythical creature. Uh, the Democrats, they, they, they prance out a new, uh, new mythical creature every day. The press follows it. Uh, but the reality is, even in the Mueller indictments, they make all these indictments read like something that's, uh, that's really going to be serious. This is really the collusion evidence, when the reality is the collusion is right in front of us, right? And, and look, there were prosecutors on Mueller's team, and even today, they're still, that are still there, supposedly. I don't know if they're still meeting or not, but remember, 
these guys were meeting with the Democrats. They were taking in this steel dossier, which was the dirt. So these guys were involved in this the whole time. They're part of it. The Mueller team is part of the collusion. So they were taking information that supposedly came directly from Russia. We'll see what happens. Uh, God, very well said by Devin Nunes. And, you know, just putting this into perspective, you know, and putting it into my, you know, my thoughts and uh, just, just what I think is that it's quite clear what's going on here. You know, they didn't find anything with Russian collusion. So they're going, and I've said this on the show many times, they are trying to bust Trump for whatever they can get on him, going outside to his personal life, through his family, his past business transactions, all this different stuff. And you have Democrats constantly communicating with uh, different foreign entities trying to get dirt on Donald Trump. This is not a joke. And the minute a Republican does it, they call it collusion. But when they do it, the double standard, uh, they just get away with it. And nobody bats an eye. The media doesn't bat an eye. So I am so sick of the unfairness. I'm sick of the, how the one side can get away with all of this. And it's, it's, if you really look at it, they're blaming us for what they're doing. They're blaming us for what they are doing, which is common in life. A lot of people blame people for what they're really guilty of. Uh, look at psychology. I mean, it's, it's a common thing. And, and with, with their supporters, I mean, their supporters on the left, they don't care about the truth. All they want is to bust Donald Trump. They want him impeached. They want him out of there. And they don't care what measures or, you know, they don't care what measures uh, the Democrats take to get, you know, to, to ruin Trump. I mean, that's their motive. It's, it's clear. That's their objective. There is no other thing here. And you look at Mueller, you look at some of his past dealings and the people he's been involved with, very, very sketchy. I mean, he's, you know, he's extremely dirty. And, and, and that's, we all know this. You know, this is nothing new. And uh, I, can't, I can't get over this because, you know, the fact that they have funding now for this investigation until September, uh, I don't even think it's going to end in September. I think they're going to keep prolonging it until the next election to make Trump look bad. You know, this, this is all they're doing right now. And this is all, um, you know, behind closed doors deals with Mueller. I'm sure the Clintons are strongly involved. You know, you've got Michael Cohen's lawyer, Lanny Davis, who's one of the swamp creatures, and he's dealt with the Clintons. He's dealt with a lot of the left-wing, uh, you know, corrupt people. So it's, it's one of those things. It really is scary, though. Uh, Josh, go ahead. I want your thoughts. You know, whether or not what Adam Schiff did was illegal per se, whether or not that oh, case, Hey, real, real quick, I want to say something on that, and I want you it. to continue. And I, I, didn't say, I didn't say what I wanted to say on that uh, just now, but with the Adam Schiff situation, I mean, they're, they're, it absolutely is illegal. I mean, it's almost as if he was coaching Michael Cohen with a script, telling him what to say in that testimony, telling him how to, how to act. Obviously, his lawyer had influence, but his lawyer is in bed with these Democratic swamp creatures. I mean, that's a known fact. So that's what, you know, where collusion comes in. And don't forget, they're investigating Michael Cohen right now uh, on our side for perjury uh, during that whole testimony uh, circus. But, uh, Josh, go ahead. Well, you know, I completely agree with you that there definitely could be some mud in the water, so to speak. But like I was saying, whether or not it's illegal – doesn't negate the fact that him meeting 
uh, having these meetings, Adam Schiff having these meetings is extremely inappropriate considering the, the, how long the Democrats have been going after Trump on this Russian collusion thing for so long and how aggressively they've been going at him. It's extremely inappropriate from Adam Schiff to have these type of meetings. And to take it a step further, I love the video you just played from the, the congressman in California that was explaining yeah. and talking about the mythical beast that the Democrats kept putting out and the media chases after, I mean, that's extremely accurate. There's, there's been no proof, but the Democrats keep sending off flares of, or, or even, even you could define it as they keep putting up rainbows and then all the media goes and looks for the gold, but guess what? You never find the end of the rainbow and you never get the gold. Yeah, very true. Very well said. Um, Gianni, go ahead. What are your thoughts on all this? Gianni, you there? Oh, hey, yeah, I'm here. Hey, how are you? Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so, Good, man. Hello. Gianni from New York, everybody. I, I, yes, I don't think people remember um, a few weeks ago, I think it was a few weeks ago, where I said that I believe the Robin Mueller report would be good when it came out and it was going to exonerate Trump. So that's why the Democrats are doing what they're doing, looking at stuff back in the 80s that he did. I mean – it's just it's just such a hit job out on Trump. They're trying to find any little thing of him, you know, maybe doing transactions with the mafia or doing transactions that he shouldn't have done. They're trying to find anything to get Trump so it can look bad for 2020 and, and further on, or and on Republicans. But like I said, I believe that the FBI report that's going to come out pretty soon, which they have said is going to be out pretty soon. Robert Mueller well, is unexamined. Gianni, I don't, know if you was, read, I don't know if you read this today, but they just prolonged the financing for the Mueller report uh, into September. So they may carry it on. Yeah, yeah I read that today, but I, I don't feel like – I feel like it's just a bunch of hoopla. Like, I feel like Robert Mueller is going to come out and say, hey, Trump, he really did anything wrong. Yes, there have been a few bad decisions, you know, like with Donald Trump Jr., uh, meeting with the Russians saying, oh, I got stuff on Hillary Clinton. Of course he shouldn't have did that. But that's not illegal. That's not some, you know, being a traitor of your country or anything in that nature. Um, but, yeah, I really believe that the report is going to come out going to be good. And that's why the Democrats are trying to find anything, even if it's just, oh, he paid a prostitute. Oh, that's bad. You know, he should be impeached. And Maxine Waters, actually, I saw a video on Facebook where Maxine Waters was, was talking about, oh, impeaching the president, uh, it don't have anything to do with just Russia, you know, if it, it could be just ethics, he's just not a good president, he just doesn't have good morals, and that's how we can impeach him, I'm like, that's, I mean, they're just trying to find anything to impeach this guy, and I don't believe that any of his, any of his mistakes, so I believe this whole Russia deep, deep state stuff is going to pass away very soon. Because it's not going to stick, obviously. And Nancy Pelosi, I don't know if you read this, just came out and yeah. said that it's a waste of time to even try to impeach the president. I mean, she said exactly. it's too divisive. There's no need to do it. And you, you know, the chair. You know if, if, they had, if they had anything to impeach him on, Nancy would be on it in about two seconds. Yes. She knows that they have nothing, which is why she's making yes. these statements. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, with Pelosi and with, with these Democrats, you know, they're, the fact that they can get away 
with this whole collusion narrative and keep it going. I mean, I know a lot of it's losing its course and losing, losing its meaning because there, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't add up. We know that. I mean, we know it's fake, and a lot of people even on the left are starting to say, oh, I mean, it, it, you know, it's been a, quite a bit of time, and there's still nothing there. Uh, so there's even people on the other side that are second-guessing this. And I will say, if you look at people that are involved with Trump, they're not getting indicted for anything with Russian collusion. They're getting yeah. indicted for past crimes with tax evasion, with stuff they did years before they met Trump. For example, Paul Manafort, Michael Cohen, the same thing they got, they got the same charges, tax fraud, tax evasion. So it, it really has nothing to do with Russian collusion. And, you know, this thing needs to really uh, wrap up, but I have a feeling that it's not going to. Um, and it's a dirty thing, and I think they're going to use it in the, in the campaign cycle to make Trump look bad. I think they're going to carry it on, unfortunately. Uh, Pam, go ahead. Well, I've always believed for a long time, and it's kind of what you said earlier, Rory, if you want to know what the Democrats are doing, look at what they're accusing Republicans of doing. Um, yes. and, and you have to wonder, is this part of the pains we have to go through to expose what's happening? Because if they weren't doing this, we wouldn't know how bad the corruption actually is in Washington. Now, I know Trump often has tweeted about um, the fake news being the enemy of the people, and I know that makes some people nervous, but the more this goes it's on true. and the more that the media keeps trying to find more and more things to go after Trump that yep. just fall on their face, the, the more the enemy of the people statement seems to be true. There's validity to well, that. And, I, and if, if, you look, doing if, this, if you look at how the media is controlled, 97% of the mainstream media is controlled by the left-wing narrative. you got that 3% that's for conservatives. Exactly. And it, we've already had two years of this. We're already going into another two years with the Democrats having their first um, debate in June, with June of this year. Yeah. I think yep. voters are going to be war-weary. By the time the election comes around, who's going to care? Who really is going to care? Because they're just going to be so tired of hearing of it and nothing coming right. of it. With, e with each yep. accusation they have that falls on its face, I think is one more point for not the ones on the far left, the ones that are just completely, they're screaming in the streets. You're never going to change their mind. But middle America, the Democrats who actually, yeah. you're, you're blue dog Democrats, you're Republican Democrats, they're going to get tired of it. I, at least I hope they are. They're going to get tired of it, and they're going to realize that there's nothing here. It's a big nothing burger. Very well said. I do want to introduce uh, businessman, Twitter master, activist, and political strategist, Bill Lambert. How are you? First time on the show, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I want to appreciate that, Roy. Um, I want Absolutely. to thank a couple well, it's great months. to have you here. Yeah. yeah um, great, I've been listening. Great to have you here. I'd love, to, I'd love to get your thoughts on, on what we were just talking about. If you, I'm sure you have a lot about the Russian collusion crap that the witch hunt. Well, yeah, I do. I, I wanted to say, you know, a couple of my supporters, Kat and Sarge, to thank them because that's how they know you noticed me by their support. But this Russian witch hunt is, is you know, I mean, you, you can't ignore the fact that it's actually it's Clinton who colluded. 
and conspired to throw yeah. an election in, in 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 concert with Obama knew this was taking place as he was in office. You know, they want to blame Trump for all this, but in fact, Obama and all these intelligence agencies, they knew this was all going on and they allowed it to happen because they 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 had put their bets on that Clinton's going to win and what they're going to do is they're going to frame Trump for colluding with Russia and destroy him so that they can make their point that none of you normal people are ever going to be president, only us elites. And if we, if any of you guys come out of the outside of the politics, we're going to crush you like we did Trump. They were they were setting that up just to to make Trump an example to the rest of us that don't you come into our yard. And and when that's what where the whole Russian, you know, I mean, you've got you've got a, a foreign agent, which which that breaks, you know, federal laws. You have that dossier that he collected. You have Bruce Orr. You have Michael Steele. You have the, that going to Yahoo and then the FBI using that media as collaboration for a FISA warrant. It's it's an inside job, and it was all set up. This was all supposed to take place after Trump lost. And and Trump threw a, a, a wrench in the the thing by winning. And now this the smaller thing is going to go on and on and on and on. This is going to go on all the way up. I I would say all the way within six months of the election. And we're they're going to transfer over to his taxes. And if he got a parking ticket in 1986 and didn't pay it and. <laughs> Because there, there is nothing, there is nothing for them to find. They, you know, it, 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 with all the leaks that we've had of everything that 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 could be be spoken about, nothing about Trump doing this. Trump had association with this Russian. None of that has ever came out because it's not there. Exactly, and you know what I always say, uh, uh, Bill. You know what I always say is that if they had anything on Trump. It would have been out way before the election because that's the last person they want in Washington because he's given power back to the American people. They can't do all the corrupt stuff they used to do, and, and like they let us on for so many years in that swamp, and he's basically exposing a lot of these characters. Well, yeah, they're all millionaires. Now, you, you can't you, – here's, here's the scheme that a lot of people don't understand how these guys do this. The Appropriations Committee, that's why it's always a big thing. We want to be on the Appropriations Committee because we want to control how the finances. That's a, that's a load of bull. Well, the reason they want to be on an Appropriations Committee is, is because when they build a highway, are they going to build a federal building? Are they going to do this or do that? They do that five, six, ten years out. And what happens is, is guys like Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi and all that get their relatives and say, here, go buy this land. Because we're going to put a highway through that in about six years, and then we're going to have the government buy that from you, and then you'll funnel some of the money back to us. So they, they've all yeah. they've all been, and they don't want any, they didn't want Trump in there. Didn't matter that he that he's rich. It has the fact that he's going to expose them for the corruption that, that within, and that's what he's been doing. And and like I said, they don't want the normal guy to be involved in that type of, of situation with them because that that shatters their whole whole. Uh, pyramid scheme of of how they they control things. Yeah, very very well said. And uh, uh, leader leaders of Black for Trump, are you on the line, buddy? Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Everybody, leaders of Black for Trump, very popular guy right now. He's at every Trump rally. He's at every event. 
and I thank you, man, for all your service and everything you do for us Trump patriots. But uh, what's going on, man? Oh, it's nothing. They just, um, Oprah's TV station just did a show concerning me. Well, not concerning me. Speak you, up a little bit. We can't um, hear you. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, they did, Oprah just did a show about Yahweh being Yahweh and the fact that I am supporting Trump. Um, and I'm, you know, they had their own TV of the two-hour special on the Oxygen Channel, and on there you'll see why I believe that we will win 97% of the black vote and at least 95% Whoa. of the independent. And I know people don't believe that. Trump said 95 of the black vote. I think we're going to win 97%. And um, so I really believe we're going to win the independence because all they ever had to see was me standing with them. So all this stuff about the Russian collusion and all this stuff is just create an atmosphere of chaos and an atmosphere of some kind of race war because they keep calling him a racist, the red hat, the KKK. All that is just... They're just all whistling past the Republicans who are honorable. They are talking to the independent hippies who are so afraid of the race war that they don't care about all of the wealth that Trump is creating for us, all of the great things that he's doing for us. They just don't want to die. They think the black man is going to kill all white people. They believe that stupidity because of the Beatles and Helter Skelter and Charles Manson prediction that there's going to be a race war and that we're going to kill them all. So they're spending all their time apologizing to the black man and trying to vote everybody into slavery because they're afraid of us. And they're creating this chaos because that's what the song Helter Skelter was about. Chaos and race war. And all these things are Yeah. How do you respond to reparation fees? If the, de- the Democrats want to give reparation fees. How do you How do you respond to that? Oh, they're just trying to do that to save themselves and to um, try to cause a rift between the black man and white man, and especially me and Trump and everybody else. Because, of course, everybody has always gotten reparations from America, but the people that owe us reparations are the Democrats. They were the slave masters. They had us in slavery. They're the ones that has us under the Jim Crow and the Black Code and all of this crap, which is much worse than what they did to the Japanese. And what I think Trump is doing really better than reparations because he's given us a chance to do business and make money by taking taxes down and getting rid of all these stupid thinking regulations so that we can create and, and do business. But yeah. I would agree with reparations if they just if if they made the Democrats. Pay us if their forefather was in the Confederate <laughs> Army. You know, you should make them pay. But white Republicans fought to free us. I wouldn't punish yep. them, but I'm not. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be assisted because if you don't assist us, what happen is the Democrats will pick up the baby that's been set free, who don't know how to walk, and then he'll they'll feed him, and then they'll get him to vote you, other white Republicans into slavery and use us to also scare the independents. So, yeah, we should be probably helped, but I think we should force it from the people who made their money 
off of slavery instead of forcing all of us to white Republicans who fought to free us, forcing them to do it because they're not the they were not the problem. The problem is the Democrat Confederate rebel bastards. And I think we need to get America back on its feet first before we even discuss anything like that. We're off our feet. We're destroyed. Obama took us into pure abysmal hell. We are in trillions of dollars of debt, and now they're talking about reparations. Nobody's going to help nobody until they get from underwater. If you are drowning, you're not going to go back to help nobody until you can breathe yourself. That's why they tell you on a simple airplane, listen, these things are going to drop out the ceiling. Put the cup on your head so you can breathe first. But these people, try, they're going ass backwards. You understand? So I don't even want to discuss that until we save America and bring the black man and the white man back into unity. That's what I think about it. Very, very well said. And um, I know, I know, Gianni, I know you wanted to respond to the slavery reparation situation, don't you? You said you did? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I would, too. Go ahead. You know... It's everything you know. Maurice just said is very good. You know, it's it. It's nothing but just something to campaign on. I mean, honestly, it's not exactly. going to happen. We know it's not going to happen because see, we Obama was promising. I remember when Obama won. There was this girl on TV. I was in eighth grade when Obama won in two thousand eight, and I remember there was this woman on uh, on on the when he when he won on the inauguration and stuff, and she was crying. You can look this up on YouTube. Oh my gosh, we're gonna get a free vote, we're gonna get the free house, and we're gonna get free this and free that. It's on YouTube if you think I'm joking. No, I know, I know exactly sudden, what you're talking about. Yeah, so all of a sudden, eight years later, she's a Trump supporter. <laughs> Why? Yeah, because she figured out that Obama was campaigning. There's gonna be hope. Hope is coming to all of America. You know, he can say that, but then you look now and it's very like very little hope and very little change. <laughs> Yeah, very little hope. Very, matter of fact, not even very little hope. It was, it was a lot of change, but no hope. You know what a lot of change is? We got worse. Unemployment raised to the roof. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, you to think that the Democrats actually care about black people, you have to be insane. I mean, look, just look at the history of the Democratic Party. Look at the history right. of, of, of the Democratic economics. I mean, look at Chicago. Yeah. Look at New York City. Look at Los Angeles. Look at all these places that the Democrats yeah. control, and you will see black people are not better off. And they say, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll give a we'll – give we can't campaign on economics because obviously – we suck at economics, and, 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 and Trump Trump is doing a bomb job, you know. So what are we going to say? Oh, so we're losing the black vote. So let's see. We'll give you back reparations. Black people, oh, my gosh, wow, reparations, ha, ha, ha. You know, then a Democrat becomes president, and look, what's ha- look what happened. Nothing. And, let, it's gonna and, and let's years, face it. Four years down the line. It's going to be four years down the line, and guess what? You're not going to have any reparations. That's how they do. They campaign to get votes. That's what it's all about. Right. It's not about right. really caring. It's about getting votes. Well, ab- absolutely. Yeah, it's and- not about reparations or, or taking care uh, of that atrocity that happened, what, 175 years ago. Be- because, I mean, you can. I, I, I'm a quarter Cherokee Indian. There are no reparations for the American Indian, and, and millions were slaughtered. 
and and yep. their lands taken and and you know and we're, we they the left never speaks about the sailors lost fighting British ships and French ships and Spanish ships who were going to Africa and getting slaves and American sailors were fighting those ships to keep that from coming and taking and and rescuing slaves and taking them back to Niger and you know there there's a a, a litany of things that that just get get skipped over from I think it was what 1986 the first black a woman uh, Congress yep. uh, House representative was elected, and hell, the Republicans were elected them in the 1800s. Um, huh. You know, so the, it, they you have what they have to do is they have to build an anger within people that shadows rational thought, because if yep. if if you use rational thought, then the economy's good and things aren't as bad as as the media makes it out to be. But if you can create this anger. Then, then you 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 proliferate a a a an emotional response instead of a rational one, and you're never it, emotional responses are almost all wrong. We've all probably been in relationships, and every one of us has had an emotional response that was disastrous. Yes. And you, you know, you know what you know what's really upsetting with the left is that you know the sad part about the the left wing uh, politics and their dynamics. They were too focused on identity politics. They were too focused on Obama being the first black president. And, you know, that was such a distraction for a lot of these people in the black community that they didn't even understand the severity and level that he was ripping them off at. I mean, he was totally taking advantage of all the minorities, made made their situations worse, made them more poor, more jobless, um, you know, obviously enabled them with welfare and food stamps. And that was at an all-time record high, which does nobody any good. Just keep, it just enables people to be lazy. But yeah, Gianni, go ahead. You said something. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: I wish white, black, whatever, we will stop dropping this whole Obama was the first black president. No, he wasn't. He was a half breed. No, he wasn't. Guy, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he hardly grew up around his black father. This dude grew up around right. white grandma, white mama. Yeah, he grew up with a white mama, and this guy was traveling, and this guy was going to all the fancy colleges, and this guy is not a true, what do you call it, black, I know like Maurice right. like to say, a real black man, you know, this guy is definitely right. a half-breed, and the thing that black people actually fell for, like, oh, this guy, oh, he's, he's, he's an image to every black person that they can make it, and they can, no, he is not right. an image to every black Person. He's an image to half-breeds. Half-breeds always right. win in the Democratic Party. Look at every person that's quote-unquote black that they put in the forefront, even though you're on CNN, MSNBC. Yes. You have no black people that actually are fully black. It's always they're mixed. It's always they got to be light and It's always got to be these type of people. I'm just saying. Well, well, look, well let's, face, let's face the facts here. Look at the kind of uh, – you know, country Obama created. He created entitlement. He created the greatest racial divide that we've ever had. This country's more yeah. racially divided than we've ever had it. Uh, you know, and we have all these people. I mean, we are in a civil war. We're in a civil war, probably one of the worst ones we've ever been in. And, and you look at everything that he created with these people and, you know, these different communities. Uh, like, for instance, UCLA. Is the students are now asking for forty million dollars for a black student center? 
I mean, this is like white guilt stuff. They're asking for $40 million for a black student center at UCLA. And this is just one of many examples how they're trying to put blacks in boxes. They're trying to show off a bunch of white guilt that is unnecessary. Be happy who you are. Don't put these people in boxes. They think like you and I. They're, they're American. And that's the biggest problem with the Democrats and even their voters. They have to you know, have all this uh, you know, special treatment uh, for minorities and think that they can't think for themselves, which is disgraceful. It is. It's it's very, yeah, it's very disgraceful. It is. You know, to think that well, what a, a a black person can't get a, an ID to vote. I mean, you you, you have to have, have an ID to buy cigarettes. You know, you yeah. Uh, that that's a that's a you know that, that what that is is to again that's to promote this to, this this unrational right. thought process so that people don't yeah. really think in a logical manner and and this this perception and it, it mystified me for a while. How did they? create this narrative of Trump being a racist and we're, and white people are racist and, and the identity politics. And, and, and the way they've done that is through social media. And, and I'll, I'll tell you exactly. Yeah. And I've, I've experienced it here on, on Twitter. I, I have about yeah. a 70,000 followers, not a big account, but it's, you know, big enough. And I'll get a yeah. thousand retweets on a tweet. Now I can send you to, to uh, smaller accounts on Twitter and if it's a liberal yeah. talking point, say abortion, yeah. gun control, whatever it is, I can yeah. take you to accounts that have a thousand followers, and they'll have a hundred to two hundred thousand retweets. Now, that, right. now what what's happened is is the social media has created a false narrative of a belief by the public to fool the public. So right. if you're yeah. and that and Google has played a part of it, Twitter's played a part of it. Facebook's played a tar- part of it because, they, like I said, there's no way you – know, Trump doesn't get 100,000 retweets on a, on a tweet. And I can take you to hundreds if not thousands of accounts where it's the same right. thing. If, it, if, it's, if it's abortion, if it's LGBTQ community, if it's gun control, yep. if it's Black Lives Matter, it's these tiny yep. accounts – are getting hundreds and thousands, and that's creating this false narrative. And this is what, and that's why, because people are, pe- most people are followers. Ninety-nine percent of the population is a follower, and one percent is a leader. And right, and, and you're so. You're, oh, go ahead. Keep, go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. I was saying you're absolutely right. I mean, you absolutely, that's absolutely correct. And and you're looking at the algorithm on all of these social media platforms. And they purposely uh, have certain, you know, certain things in their system that uh, censor us, stuff that they don't agree with, stuff that they don't like. I mean, it's a big war on free speech. And we see all of these conservative uh, commentators that are getting kicked off their profiles just because Twitter doesn't want them. Not because they violated the law or said anything hateful. It's just because Twitter doesn't agree with them. Same with Facebook. Same with all these, and YouTube's a big one. YouTube's a big problem. They censor more than anybody. Um, Josh, go ahead. Well, you know, on that note, it's it's become very difficult for anybody right-leaning to survive on any of these social media platforms. Uh, you know, even even the bigger people like Steven Crowder, for instance, I mean, his YouTube channel continues to not only are they demonetizing his content and, and not yeah. only are they not notifying his subscribers uh, when he posts right. a new video, but they're also making it so that even when you click the notification bell, they're not even saying the notifications 
uh, when you've asked to receive notifications. So, you know, it's it's a very clear issue of straight up blocking uh, of of people's pages. So this is this is what you're going to get from the left who thinks. I mean, here's the deal. As soon as they call you a Nazi or a racist, they think that they have the they have the fundamental, quote unquote, right for for them to do this because. You should want to fight Nazis, don't you? So censoring our speech should not be a problem at all as long as they can label us these things. It shuts down the conversation. Absolutely. Very well said. We do got to go to commercial. Uh, I haven't taken a commercial break, and we will be right back. Um, I got a bunch of commercial breaks to take tonight. I should have took one like 10 minutes ago. Uh, But, yeah, we will be right back, everybody, Uh, coast to coast, worldwide. This is the Rory Sauter Show. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaceSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. All righty. We are back. This is the Rory Sauter Show, everybody. Um, we got a lot to get into. Um, we have many people coming on the line, and I'm excited. Um I want to. I want to welcome. I do want to welcome our, our our next guest, though. Um, I believe they're on the line with us right now. We have political strategist, activist, lobbyist, co-founder of College Republicans United, and chairman of public of Republicans United. Uh, Kevin, how do you pronounce your last name? Oh, my name is Kevin DeKuyper. Okay, perfect. Now I can remember that easily. Okay, great to have you here, man. Um, you know, and you also have your friend Josh Bernard who works with you uh, at these organizations, correct? Uh, he's the president, but he was not able to make it. So I have instead uh, Richard uh, Thomas, who is now the uh, he's the founder of College Republicans United. How are you doing there? Yep. Hey, hey, man, how are you? Good to have you here. Uh, we, de- we have a lot to get into tonight, guys. I want, I'm going to keep you on, uh, so bear with me. I do have a lot to get into too with you guys, but I, I want to ask you uh, before we get into our topics, because it's your first time on the show, and with all my guests, um, tell us how it all started for you. Tell us about a little bit about your background, your resume. Oh, yes. So my first uh, four years of uh, experience with uh, college Republicans um, had led me to this decision that uh, the true uh, direction of the party wasn't being uh, in the MAGA direction. Uh, ever since the nomination of Donald Trump uh, for the Republican Party, there was great division within this college Republican uh, leadership, and it led to our realization that this top-down institution, this club that would um, be organized by the uh, GOP establishment party, um, would not allow uh, MAGA speakers in. They would not allow – um, us to speak out our ideas, and it was almost as if they would vote for Hillary instead of uh, have President Trump's agenda uh, turned out successfully. 
So we decided we would break away from the College Republicans and start College Republicans United Crew. And with that, um, in December 2017, we started out, and um, we've picked up a, a lot of momentum. And uh, I've launched Republicans United as an initiative to bring people that are not in college, but anyone 18 and over, into the movement so we could get the alumni in and get our message forward. Wow. Very, very good, man. So, uh, yeah, and I, you guys are doing a lot of stuff. You guys are traveling a lot. Apparently you're going to D.C. here soon. Huh. Yes, uh, I am. Anyways. Well, yeah, very, like, uh, very nice. So, what, so... Sorry about that. What were so, you saying? Like, last semester, uh, during the summertime, we did a road trip through California, and we met with the college Republicans in um, right off the coast. Or the area of uh, yeah, San Francisco. Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz. And San Francisco, and uh, it was so, talked to Mike Cernovich. So we try to get around him, you know, as much as possible. Very nice, very nice, man. And you guys, so are you guys working on a lot of different campaigns? Are you are you volunteering a lot? Like what what gigs, what events do you have coming up? So yeah, we we try to stay involved. Um, during the midterm, we were really supporting Maria Sims. She's a uh, was an incumbent that was running for re-election in Arizona, and uh, the story with her is kind of interesting because at the time, the uh, the chairman of the GOP in Arizona was extremely hostile to her re-election bid, and we were always told that the chairman of the party is supposed to support Republicans who are seeking re-election. Well, I guess she was too conservative for his liking and for Governor Ducey's liking. Uh, she's a, an Italian woman, very outspoken, um, very pro-life, and she had no problem butting heads with uh, fellow Republicans, and she wouldn't toe the line. So the uh, chairman and the governor decided to support um, one of the other Republicans that was running for office against her, and as a result, both Republicans lost, and now we have the seats picked up by a Democrat. So we have this ongoing fight in and out of the club with, I would say, like the rhino establishment. Um, you know, we should be fighting against Democrats and uniting against them, but we're often stabbed in the back with our own, you know, party members. Yes. And uh, furthermore, uh, our involvement with the GOP is uh, unquestionably uh, uh, passionate. I mean, we, we go into the GOP office just to volunteer for them as a group, and we go out there, we knock doors for you know, the full work day, and uh, they would refuse to give us any recognition for, um, you know, saying, please vote for Trump, please vote for our Republican senator, please vote. Um, But uh, they want nothing to do with us. And this is a reoccurring thing, a systemic issue with um, a lot of Republicans, is that there's no true um, measure of uh, keeping conservative values in the party. It's about keeping the club of these uh, more establishment, these uh, well-funded Republicans in the party instead of the grassroots movement that we're trying to bring forward. Very, very good, very good, guys. Um, we have. A, I want to talk to you a lot more about this. Uh, stay on, and uh, I want to get into some topics, but we will come back to this. I do want to welcome um, ISIS escapee, radical Islam expert, activist, and best-selling author IQ Al Razuli. How are you, buddy? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, I, obviously, I want to get into to a bunch of different uh, topics, and I want everybody's input, but IQ, you know, you specialize in a lot of what's going on, you know, with the border, 
uh, with radical Islam, you know, all these different uh, foreign relations uh, problems. I mean, the, the things that we're dealing with right now. So, you know, your thoughts on, you know, this whole border crisis. Right now, we, it is known that 900 migrant families are apprehended per day, were apprehended per day, just in the month of February, and that's only in two border sectors. And, uh, you know, you're in the Middle East. You know a lot about, uh, you know, this situation. And it was announced today as well that President Trump is seeking another $8.6 billion, with a B, uh, dollars for the border wall. So, I mean, we, have a, we do have a lot to look forward to in the sense we have a president that never gives up on us. I mean, and we don't, obviously don't know how Congress is going to react. Probably going to be a fight and an uphill battle, but at least Trump never gives up. He just keeps going and going, and and he's he, he keeps pushing for our wall. And and we know why why the left doesn't want to give it to him because it's his biggest campaign promise. And he, and they know once they give that to him, uh, it's it's the biggest. I mean, it, it's his agenda is pretty much complete, considering the fact that he's fulfilled 80% of his agenda within two years. Of his promises. I mean, that's a fact too. I mean, he's unbelievable. Every day he's delivering on something new. Uh, but IQ, go ahead. As far as I'm concerned, the border wall has to go up. No nation on earth has any dispute about having their own border walls. Israel has one. Saudi Arabia has one. Korea has one. All the nations I know of have border walls. What I understand from what I watch, programs and everything in America, is people who do not want the border wall are definitely treasonous. It doesn't matter whether they are in Congress or not in Congress. You cannot have a porous border. Nobody can go into China illegally. Nobody can go into Russia illegally. Nobody can go into Pakistan illegally. Nobody can go anywhere on the earth illegally. Nobody. They tried it everywhere you can, I'm, I'm talking about, and they were either apprehended or shot. So I don't understand what's happening in America. You were discussing that Americans are waking up. 49% of Americans who went against Donald Trump were brain dead before, and I'm still looking, and there are still 49% of Americans brain dead. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're absolutely you're absolutely right, and you know this situation with you know people invading our borders. I mean, it's never ending. Uh, you know, there's reports out that it's uh, at record highs right now. People coming to the border and invading our country, like it's it's nothing to joke about. Glory, it's well, not it, only a matter of economics. Allowing hundreds of thousands and then millions of Latin Americans plus terrorists from the Middle East terrorists from Asia. You are changing America demographically, not only economical destruction, not only uh, what do you call it, medical destruction, educational destruction, but demographically. Right. The blacks right. would be overwhelmed. And, and we know why they would be overwhelmed. The, and let's say Sorry, the go on. here. We, we know why Democrats want these people in, in our country. They want the votes. They want, they want to use them as political pawns. You know, it, there was a new report out. Um, Democrats blocked a motion condemning illegal aliens voting in American elections. So we all know, we've known this for years, that, 
you know, they use these illegals uh, for, for voting. I mean, that, that's all it is. And it, it's sick. Well, and it's, the fact that – go ahead. It, it's more refined than that, Rory. What it, what it is is in, it's, it, it's in correlation with the census. You remember the left going nuts about, oh, you can't ask somebody if they're here yeah, illegally. The 2020 or census, they denied it. Remember the judge struck it down. Yeah, well, the reason that is is because it has to do with the money. I I could get I could get every Democrat if if you get a law passed, I could get every Democrat to kick every legal out of this country because here's what happened. That the reason that is important with the census is is that each district gets money allocated to them from the state and through the federal government by by population numbers through the census, and that also gives you more representatives in in Congress. So if your total count is higher, no matter if they're illegal or legal, but as long as that count is higher, you get more money. So that's the that's the whole preparation. That's why they perpetuated these coming in here because and massing into California and these sanctuary cities and all that is because in the census, if you've got say a hundred thousand legal people, but there's three hundred thousand people living in that city, the count is three hundred thousand. Now, if you ask them as the citizenship question, then then that goes down, and the money goes down, and the the seats in the house go down, and that's yeah. that's the real key to it. They're not really worried about the illegals coming in and and voting, you know, pulling the the lever down. What they they get their votes in Congress, and that's that's the that's the next step to it. Is it's not so much that the the legal person here is going to vote somebody into office, they're going to have a district that, that is representative of 300,000 people, only it's 100,000 people that are legal and the other 200,000 are legal. And they get, instead yep. of getting $4 billion a year in federal funding, they get five. And, and they cut these districts up and gerrymander the districts. So now that California's got this population, we get, we get two more House representatives or we get another one. And the money and that's and that's the same reason they don't want people from the outside getting into this big circle and they want to keep it to the elites. The Democrats and, and the Republicans on, on that echelon are the same animal. It, it doesn't matter, Democrat or Republican. They they don't want anybody on the outside in and they'll destroy you a Democrat or a rhino will destroy you as quick as anything else. Uh Josh, go ahead. Well, you know, the, the fact about whether the Democrat or the rhino will destroy you, I mean, that's absolutely correct. I mean, you know, like the, like the two gentlemen that started this, this new uh, re- Republican group on campus, I mean, here's the deal. They were talking about the, the, the politician in Arizona that they got pushed back from the party. We have the same type of situations here in Ohio. Ohio is terrible because it's such – a divided state. It's such a battleground state that the Republican Party might as well be a facet of the Democrat Party halfway through. I mean, we we deal with situations where there are three qualified Republicans that the Republican Party decides to pick one in the primary that aligns most specifically with you know, they're um, they're it's more of a a party Republican. So the more ones that are more conservative get no airtime. And then guess what happens to that party Republican? They lose to the Democrat, and we lose seats. I mean, this is a fight that we've been we have had in Ohio so many times. It doesn't matter who actually follows the party platform more correctly. It's who follows the Ohio Republican Party leadership 
more specifically. It doesn't matter what the party platform is. It matters what the leader of the Republican Party in Ohio is, and it's a battle that we've had to keep fighting. Yeah, uh, Pam, go ahead. Pam, go ahead. Uh, I was actually going to make the point about the um, uh, the representatives with the illegals. It's more than just the um, the voting. It comes down to getting the representatives. I'm sitting here going, yes, yes, yes. Rather just saying it because I was going to say the exact same thing. Um, it does just. Uh, it, it, it's, it's so corrupt. So corrupt. My, fear My fear is, is there any way we're going to be able to clean it up? No, I hear you. wonder, have we gotten so far down the rabbit hole that there's no way getting out? I, I, I just, I don't know. Black leader, leader of Black for Trump. What do you think, buddy? What do you think, buddy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What do you think about all Can you this? hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can well, hear you. I know that uh, the Bible says in First Kings 6.16, don't worry, there's more that be with us than be with them. The only thing it takes is for the black man and the white man to unify. Our other Ishmaelite brothers will join on with us, and they will help us, but the black man and the white man has to unify, and the Bible says when we show love one to another, then it's over, then it's over, because the only way they can possibly keep this up is to keep making it look like they're defending a small little black guy. When the black man wakes up to the fact that these Democrats are our murderers, and that these and people, that people are not for are not us or with us, and that Trump is the virus that's going to deliver us, then all of our problems will be solved right away, because, away because all Trump all has to do is acknowledge Trump. They're trying to make us ashamed of each other. and But if they can't do that, then we'll destroy them right away. It would be no way in the world we wouldn't win 97% of the independents who are only voting the wrong way to, to apologize to black people. I'm telling them, don't worry about apologizing. Vote Trump. Vote for, vote for your best interest because voting for food stamps and welfare to appease us is not going to work. There is not going to be a race war. Stop panicking and being pumped and stand up and be men. And once that happens, I guarantee you, we will win 97%. We're going to destroy them in these two years. Mark my words, even when Trump, when at, at the victory party, they all thought they were going to lose. And everybody kept asking, kept coming up to me, well, Michael, we want to thank you for helping Trump. And, you know, just on election night, they were talking to me like we lost. And I kept saying, you don't understand. They saw me and Trump together. I'm supposed to be the ultimate black supremacist. He's supposed to be the ultimate white racist, which is all a lie. And on my Black for Trump billboard, when you read GodSuit.com and go look at it, it said there will be no race war. That's why all of the independents are calling me. You mean we're not going to die? No, you're not going to die. We're going to live together forever. You can't go to heaven without me, and I can't go to heaven without you. All this Follow the yellow brick road crap is not going to work. All it takes is for me and uh, the black man and the white man to join together in unity. And it's over. Very, very, that's, that's very well hope. said. I'm going to go.
I'm going to go to Gianni, and then I'm going to go to Kevin. Hi, uh, yeah, so um, let's talk about what this really is about. It's all about destroying the West. That's exactly what it is about. Because, see, this is not only going on in America. This is going on in a lot of places in Western countries. And we've built and we found out how to live as humanity. We found out how capitalism works. We found out how these things work. And what's going on is a bunch of anti-American, anti-West uh, ideologies are trying to come in to destroy it. I mean, it's classic. It's just classic. And I'll be honest. I'll be the Trump supporter to say it. I don't believe that Trump is doing a good job when it comes to the border wall. I don't. I believe that he needs to stick to the people that were supporting him when everybody was still on all on Ted Cruz. And we need to really get back to talking about illegal immigration. Because if you saw this uh, recent meeting with uh, Tim Apple, well, the, what Trump called him, Tim Apple, um, <laughs> Trump literally said, I want you to listen to this. He literally said in the meeting that, oh, man, I, I want, I, we want, I want many, many, many immigrants, many immigrants to, to fill these jobs. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. All about American workers. I thought this was about uh, 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 giving them jobs. Why are we trying to get more immigrants in? We don't need a lot more immigrants in here. I mean, just look at in February. Um, illegal undocumented immigrants crossing the border in 12 years was the highest number in February. And that's what I've been saying. And these people that are, you know, calling people like us, you know, Ann Coulter and all, oh, you go, you're rhinos. No, we're not rhinos. We were supporting Donald Trump when everyone was still supporting Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. And I really feel like Trump needs to understand that, listen, I know that I have key supporters that really want me to get something done on the wall. And calling the national emergency, obviously, it's not going to work. I'm telling you it's not going to work. And I'll be the one to say it. I'll be the one to – I, I don't I, – I just don't – I just don't believe Black that. for Trump, you want to respond to that? Hey, before yeah, I'm going to respond to that because I think Trump did it absolutely perfectly because first he got $1.3 so they have participated and gave him his little down payment. Now he calls for a national emergency, and we're going to get money from that after the Supreme Court knocks everybody the hell out of the way. And then he asked for eight more billion dollars. By the time you look around, he will have gotten the twenty-five billion dollars. Trump is not a loser. He's smart. He knows what he's doing. And what you have to do is, no matter what, you support Trump. I mean, I've had people in Trump's camp, like Brad Pascal. You gonna say it to me? He's gonna start a new blacks for Trump. I said okay, but I don't. That don't hurt me because Trump is the one I'm talking to. He, when I see him, he's so happy to see me. He's the one that treats me nice. The ones that don't want me around is because they don't want me to tell the truth, that if your general or your king or your president goes this way, everybody goes this way, especially on the Republican side. That's why they beat us, because they're in unity. This lady on Cortez said she wanted the Green New Deal, and all of them are acting like it's beautiful. Even though they know it is the stupidest damn thing they've ever heard in their entire lives, yet they are in unity. And the Bible said, be wise as the serpent and harmless as the dove. Well, the Democrats are the goddamn serpent. So if you're going to have sense, if you're going to beat them, you have to be like them. You can't be the way we were in the, in the, in the 60s 
Civil War where we were so stupid, we out there saying ready, aim, fire, and following all the rules of engagement because we all believed it was right, and we was getting our ass whooped by General Lee every two seconds we were getting shot the hell down because we stand out in the open while they're ducking. General Sherman, after seeing what Regiment 46 did, which was the first black army allowed to fight, part of the army allowed to fight, we were ducking. We won. General Sherman told Abraham Lincoln, what in the hell is wrong with you? We got to fight like them. Brother, Gianni, you know I love you, right? Bro, stick behind the president. Do not talk against him from no angle because everybody's listening. You are too important. You're a young, black, strong black man. And I watch how this brother will physically fight, mentally and spiritually fight. But that is not the protocol. When 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 Joab when King David gave, uh, 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 I forgot the brother's name. He gave him an order, and he hesitated. Joab killed him because you got to follow the king or the president in whatever he does, even if it looks dumb. Right now, just let the man do, do what he does. You can see he's already yeah. a winner. I trust him, even when he says right. something stupid. I'm with the stupidity. Let's go. Whatever the hell it is. I know everybody, oh, you're following them blindly. No, I'm being wise as a serpent, brother. We can't let these people defeat us because if Trump loses, we all lose. You understand? This is Cyrus. There is no other doggone Cyrus, bro. This is it. Now, we F this up, that's your ass. You understand? You're talking about your mama, sister, daughter, girlfriend, and wife. We're going to all die. They're letting all these people in because they're damn cannibals. Nobody don't want to hear that. That's what they're doing. And Trump is stopping them. But everybody's afraid to say what the hell it is. I'm the black man that's going to say what it is. And we want to put that wall up because the Bible says, give me a wall in Isaiah 60, verse 10 and verse 18. God says the wall is our salvation. I don't need to hear how everybody else want to come up with it. The Democrats have won in 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 that little Congress thing. So we have to beat them in all kind of ways. Don't be afraid to, oh, I think the, Repu- the Democrats, when they get in, they're going to start doing the same thing. They don't give a damn if you do or don't do it. They're going to do the same thing anyway. That's what Obama punk behind did with his liberal. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you now, damn all of them. You beat the hell out of them and stop being afraid of them. Gird up your loins like a man and don't punk out. I was the first black man to stand behind Trump when everybody was calling me a coon a spade, and all kind of names. No matter how stupid, he he was making statements that sounded stupid. They come to me, was that stupid? Nope, it was absolutely perfect. And I would explain how it's perfect. I don't give a damn what they say because Hillary is going to take us to hell. I'm not going to agree with hell just to make a good point. Damn the point. Pointless. It's pointless to go accepting this crap. Trump <laughs> is the man. Now, you, you're either with him or against The savior him, of the world, man, the savior of the him. world. But here's the, but here's the big That here's is the what big he thing. is, and nobody don't want to believe that. They don't want to believe, oh, yes, yes, and he, no, I'm saying the, the son of God. Bible <laughs> in Isaiah chapter 44 and Isaiah 45 says, Cyrus was the deliverer of Israel. And if you read the history of Cyrus, he was bombastic, egotistical, vociferous, and he was a warmonger. And he wasn't doing everything <laughs> correct. What he did do is whoop the Babylonians' ass. So, and he got us free. I don't 
don't give a damn how he did it, how he messed up and did this. He was trying to get through the wall for a long time. He didn't know what to do. He, what, one thing he did, he got through there, and the spears was at their neck. So however you do it, Trump, you said you wanted to go, you want to go um, do this little thing to force them to do it. Whatever the hell you do, I am with it. You need to take money from over here. I'm with that. Whatever it is, build that damn wall, though. That's all I got to say because if we don't build the wall, Gianni, Gianni, I'm going to – uh, Johnny, I'm going to let you respond, and I want Kevin to respond, but i got to go to a one-minute commercial, and then we'll come right back with your response. Uh, this is the Rory Sauter Show. We'll be right back, everybody, worldwide and coast-to-coast. Coast. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind the scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. All righty, we are back, everybody. And uh, everybody listening, don't forget, you can find us on over 60 online platforms. And we are listened to in 22 different countries. Uh, Gianni, I want you to respond. Go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, I understand everything he was saying. I mean, I'm, I don't know about the Bible stuff, but I really understand what he was saying about supporting Trump and not, you know, have the infighting and everything. But here's my thing. We have to hold – he's a – President Trump is not a king. He's a president. We elected him. He works for us. We don't worship him. So if he's working for the American people – we have to hold him accountable. I'm a, I believe that I'm a constitutional conservative. I'm not a, you know, a Trumper. I'm a constitutional conservative, and I like to support President Trump to do whatever we need. Yes, we need the wall. We need to build the wall. But here's the thing. In the meeting, and I really studied Tim, the, 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 the guy from Apple, the Tim guy, and together the GOP, this is according to Breitbart, and I'm about to read it to you right now, according to Breitbart. GOP and Democrats are lobbying to import twice as many low-skilled foreign workers, and it's going to be 135000 for the business lobby, according to Nielsen. And I'm just like, that's not good. That is not pro-wall. Pro that's not what Trump was saying on the uh, – wait, go ahead. I, w- I want to say, that's not, Johnny, that's not you know, true. I, I, that's not true. I get what you're – Black for Trump, I'll let, you, I'll let you respond in a second. Give me a second, though. 
Um, Gianni, you know, awesome. unemployment rate right now is at 3.8%. It's, it's the best unemployment rate that I think we've seen in, in many, 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 many years. Uh, like it's history with the records we're making. So I think the fact that it's gotten so low and it's been doing so well, I think Trump, right. obviously, for the past two years, he's been putting America first and American workers. But now that that's kind of – I mean, it's, I'm not, I don't want to say it's fully taken care of because I think there's always ways we can add on to, to jobs for our citizens. But I think it's in a really good stance, and I think that's why he's taking the initiative and taking, uh, you know, the, the, taking the, the path of bringing uh, workers here that are on their visas. You know, maybe I'm wrong. But uh, l- let me get you – know, Bill, in the Bible. what do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you what I think about it, Rory. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, go, go. I want. Hey, blast for trouble. I want to go to Kevin real quick. Kevin, are you there? Yes, yes. This is you. Kevin, go ahead. Oh yes, Uh, Gianno couldn't be more on point because when we, uh, as a student group, had decided to go for Trump 100%. It wasn't because he was a media mogul or because he had real estate and wealth and power and influences because he came with a message that um, he was going to do all these different things. And he's been working to do all these different things to uh, bring this country into a more nationalist uh, perspective, uh, into a, into uh, saving the American worker um, and to prevent this immigration as our number one priority right now, because without the proper protection, uh, we're going to end up with socialism and everything else that we're so afraid of. And just in the last 30 days here in Arizona, we have had 76,000 illegal immigrants come into um, the country, uh, yep. into the state, and yep. they're being transported all throughout the country. And this is terrible. It's, these numbers are skyrocketing. It's only getting worse and worse and worse. It's an absolute crisis. And why is nothing being done about it? I know that there's Congress that's talking and everything, but uh, there absolutely needs to be an emphasis on immigration because uh, Trump needs to have a, a stronger hand in this is what we believe. Yeah. Well said, Kevin. And Bill, you know, you live in Texas. You know, on, on, you're, you're right by the border. I mean, I, I'm in Arizona, so, I, you know, uh, Kevin and I are right here. But up in Texas, Bill, uh, you're really close to all the action. What, what do you think about this whole border crisis? Bill, are you there? Hello, Bill Lambert? He's not there, sir. Yeah, I'm right here. Okay, but right here. Oh, oh um, what what I was saying was is what I was saying was in Texas in the last 10 years, 700,000 crimes committed by illegal aliens. It, it the, the legal cost of that, 700,000 crimes. We're talking about murders. We're talking about rapes. And, no, I'm not saying that all the legals, I would say the vast majority of them want a better life. Who wouldn't want a better life? But that, that's not, you know, it, it's like Bill, it's not I, my I child. Usually give it, Bill, I usually give it a 70-30. I say 70, want, 70% want a good life, but you got that 30% that's causing problems. Right, that's and, and that, from, that's exactly right. And and the the you know how much you know they, they these these they talk about a, a wall being immoral. Well, I, how much is one life? You know, there was I think out of that seven hundred thousand crimes in the last ten years in in just Texas, but four thousand of them were murders. Um, Eight thousand of them were child molestations. 
Now, now, how much money is if you put a, a monetary value on those murders and those child molestations? How much is it? You know, you're, the the twenty five billion is nothing, and but it, it's the it's the, it, you know Rome fell because of immorality. It didn't fall because of the mechanics of its capitalism or its society or how it worked. Or it fell because of morality, and and that's and that's what has to change in this in this elect in the political system in the 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 population's minds is is all this stuff that oh if it feels good to you and it's consensual then everything's you know perfect under the sun and that's just not the reality of 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 moral being and that's why rome fell and and if we don't change that part because that's the foundation the more our own personal morality the code of conduct that you get up every morning and look in the mirror and say i'm going to do this because it's the right thing to do don't like to do it but I'm going to do it because that's the right thing to do. And that's because that's the only way to change. But when you have, have people in Congress that are calling for the, the annihilation of Israel and talking about children being killed after they're born or right up until, you know, when they're in the, you know, being born. And, and that's the, that's a, it, it's, it, it doesn't matter how many, doesn't matter if you don't have that kind of foundation it doesn't matter what kind of system you want to build to run america it's not going to happen to expand on that to expand on that this is purposely being done this immorality and everything because it is bringing about chaos to make the fundamental change that obama talked about you have to bring ultimate chaos Chaos yes, has right. to rule because everybody is just waiting for that strong man to, to, to present a solution. Is that what, that's what you're getting it's, at, right? Exactly. You, you've got to present such a crazy atmosphere that the strong man can come in and say, I'm going to solve these problems. Now, I think what the left is fearing right now <laughs> is they're fearing that Trump could be that strong man, and that's not who they want in office. But they're right. still continuing to do all this chaos, and they're still going to be um, orchestrating it and get their person in so when the time comes they can slam down, and, and then we're Venezuela. Yeah, and that's what's, that's what's terrifying. Oh, I mean, that, that's the terrifying part. I, I want to go, Josh, I want to go to you. I haven't heard from you in a while. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, you know, to piggyback off of the, the the last two people that just spoke, I mean, here's the deal. When you have a breaking down of uh, whether or not there's such a thing as ultimate truth, when you when you have a, a breaking down of, of things like what is the definition of marriage, what is, the, what is gender a, so, a social structure, um, is, a, is a child in the womb abortable or not? I mean, it really started heavily with the abortion issue. When, when the left was able to say that a, a child in the womb was able to be killed for convenience, that's yep. when, you, when they're able to define something like that and say, well, it's not a baby, it's a fetus. When, when they're able to take that step, that's when the breaking down really started being super aggressive. When you say that, well, fathers really don't have the right over the child. It's the the it's the uh, uh, the the um, the mother that gets full custody almost in every circumstance. The father doesn't even get a sniff from the courts when it comes to custody of children. It's only the mother that gets it. 
and the only role that the father has in that situation is to pay child support. And then on top of that, they, when the state then takes over and says, well, we'll take care of this child. We'll pay for all this stuff. We'll educate it. We'll feed it. We'll clothe it. You don't need a father at that point. You know who the father is? The father is the state. So you have a breaking down of all the fundamental things that God created us to act like. When you say that gender doesn't exist, what you're saying is we don't believe in the idea that we are created in the image of God because God created two genders on purpose. He created them in his image. When you take that out, you're going to have a breaking down of dramatic proportions, and we see this start to roll back and roll back. And, and like uh, I can't remember who – I think it was Bill who said, when you see all this, this is what happens. Rome did not break down because the system didn't work. It broke down because of morality issues. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I want to I go to IQ. I uh, haven't heard from him in a while. IQ, Razuli, go ahead, buddy. Everybody is absolutely correct. Unfortunately, as I repeatedly have been saying, you still have 49% of the American people dumb, if not brain dead. What will save America will be the black people who will go towards Trump, the Latinos who will go to Trump, and most important of all, and that's not racism, 71% of clueless Jews will go for Trump then the Democrats will, yeah. will fail completely and utterly. At the moment, there is a movement. It's called J. Exodus, created by a young woman, Jewish one, to remove the allegiance which was perpetrated for the last 100 years by their fathers and by their parents to grandparents from the new generation of Jews, from their subservience to the Democratic Party. They are supporting Trump. If this movement becomes big, and hopefully it will, and maybe 30, 40 percent of the 71 percent of American Jews will support Trump, and maybe 30, 40 or 50 percent of the black people, Latinos will support Trump, the Democratic Party will fail. Right. I, I do want to play a clip. Um, you know, Tucker really... Uh, Tucker Carlson really put into perspective the other day what the Democrats are really out for, and that the key word is blood. I mean, they're out for our blood. They're they're out to destroy anybody that's not with them, and uh, you know their anarchy and, and their scary stance is only getting worse. And uh, I want everybody to hear this, and we have to talk about this. Uh, one four. Political views of the people who run the country, the billionaire class, the Tesla drivers our self-appointed clergy on social media, and retired prosecutors and spy chiefs you so often see on television opining about things. If you're watching this show, you're probably not all that impressed by these people. You don't wish them personal harm, of course. Some of them are well-meaning people. But you don't think they've done a very good job for America, though somehow they themselves are richer than ever. You might have voted for Donald Trump to make that very point. Have you ever considered what these people think of you for voting the way that you did, for daring to be insolent and disobedient. How would they punish you if they ever got the chance? Ever think of that? Well, wonder no more. Yesterday, Paul Manafort received four years in prison for bank fraud and tax evasion. Manafort will be 70 years old in a couple of weeks. He's got no criminal record of any kind. His sentence is considerably longer than the national average for the charges he pled to. 
By the time Manafort gets out of prison, he will be elderly, broke, and disgraced. But for a ruling class, that's not nearly enough punishment. Manafort briefly managed Donald Trump's presidential campaign. And for that, they believe he must die in prison. Anything less cannot be allowed. Shocking news. Shocking. And I'll tell you, as a former prosecutor, I'm embarrassed. As an American, I am uh, I'm upset. From the very beginning, this judge seemed to have had a hard-on for just the Mueller probe overall. It's a serious crime, and he got a slap on the wrist. And I think uh, for that, people should be outraged. I find this jaw-dropping. Really? really? That, yeah. That's yeah. surprising. It's an extraordinarily lenient sentence in light of the extent and scope of Mr. Manafort's criminality. Paul Manafort got the special, clubby, Washington elite-friendly treatment. It's an outrage, and it's disrespectful of the American people. Paul Manafort must die. That's what they're demanding. Robert Mueller agrees with them. Mueller asks that Manafort receive up to 24 years in prison. For perspective, that is more than twice what the average murderer in this country spends behind bars. That's a death sentence. Keep in mind that serial murderer Al Capone only got 11 years for crimes similar to those that Manafort's been charged with. But Capone was just a gangster. Paul Manafort is an enemy of the Democratic Party, and that's much worse. Is there a single person in America who believes that Manafort would be going to jail if he hadn't run Donald Trump's presidential campaign? Everyone in Washington knows that. There are a lot of Republican consultants here who are grateful tonight that they didn't take the job. They're heading out on spring break tomorrow. Manafort is heading to prison. The judge in the case clearly understands what's happening here. As he passed down his sentence, Judge T.S. Ellis reminded those watching that Manafort was, quote, not before this court for having anything to do with collusion with the Russian government to influence this election. That's literally true. Manafort has not been charged with any crime related to Russian collusion. Nobody has been charged with a crime related to Russian collusion. That's a fact, not an opinion. There's no dispute about it. And yet somehow a lot of people are still out there lying about this, probably because no one in the press ever calls them on it. Watch your elected officials say something totally untrue in the most self-righteous possible way. The American people would be justified in feeling that there has been some miscarriage of justice here. What Paul Manafort did was essentially potentially threaten our very democracy, the principles of our democracy. This news came out about Paul Manafort, and I'm, I'm really ticked off about this. Were you shocked? That Shut up, soy boy booker. can't surprise me. It's a sentence that is far too short. You know, I, I think I spent more days in detention in high school than Judge Ellis thinks oh, that geez. Paul Manafort uh, should spend in jail. Swalwell. So Cory Booker's quote, very ticked off that Paul Manafort may not die in jail for cheating on his taxes. Keep in mind, this is the same Cory Booker who recently has spent hours on the Senate floor wagging his finger in the face of America over mass incarceration and our broken justice system. The same Cory Booker who worked so hard to reduce the sentences for fentanyl dealers and applauded when the bill passed. Yet that's also the same Cory Booker who now is outraged that a tax cheat isn't getting the death penalty. Has Cory Booker ever cheated on his taxes? Of course. Not. That'd be hypocrisy. It'd be interesting to know. It would be interesting to know if any of these hyenas circling Paul Manafort has ever fudged a deduction or somehow violated our complex banking laws. Somebody should check. The penalty's pretty high these days. Yep. Just kidding. This isn't about taxes, obviously. Cory Booker knows that well. It's about using power to crush your political opponents in order to get more power. The same principle will be on display next week when Manafort is sentenced for failing to register under the Foreign Agent Registration Act of 1938. That will be an amazing moment, <laughs> only because of how rarely it occurs. It's like Haley's comment here in Washington. In the space of 50 years between 1966 and 
2015, the DOJ charged a total of seven people in FARA cases. Just three of them were convicted. Meanwhile, the most powerful foreign lobbies in Washington still are not registered under FARA. Robert Mueller has no plans to indict them. Of course not. They never made the mistake of running Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Okay, here, here's what really bothers me. Here, here's what really sets me off, and I think it sets anybody off. The fact that people like Paul Manafort have to suffer. I mean, obviously we know Paul Manafort broke the law. We know, you know, he, he cheated on his taxes. But let's face the facts here. He would have never been caught or under investigation uh, if, if he hadn't been involved with the Trump campaign. This is Mueller purposely going out of his way to bust Paul Manafort, but what about all the other of all the other thousands of, of people in Washington that cheat on their taxes? I guarantee you that most of them don't pay their fair share in taxes, but you don't see Mueller going after them, and you see all these people that are much worse uh, basically getting away with murder. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Rory. Uh, Bill, go ahead. Well, they're, they're, this is an example. This goes exactly back to the, the if Trump had lost, they would have framed him for, for conspiracy with the Russians and the DNC hacking. This is the same thing. They don't want anybody that they don't approve of in that, that elite circle. So when this is just a, a – it has nothing to do about Manafort or his taxes or the bank fraud or anything else. This has right. to do about me and you because what they're doing is, is Mueller – is is their key guy, but it, it's the, the the liberal side and the left side that is saying we are going to make an example of each and one of these people. Doesn't matter if it's Cohen. Doesn't matter if it's Flynn. It doesn't. You know, they destroyed Flynn. They just they you know the man had to sell his house and 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 exactly. you know and and protect his children from them and and exactly. this, this is a, this is a, a a I mean we're right on the cusp of of anarchy. Bill, that, it, that's it, the scary kind. Of, that's the scary stuff we're dealing with. I mean, look at what they did to Roger Stone's house. They broke down the door like they were raiding the like they were raiding the place. I mean, this they did that. They, they did a, that whole segment worse than they would do for a killer. I mean, they only did this because the left wing entertainment stations would get a kick out of it. The, the left doesn't understand history because they never read it. But the, the 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 Revolutionary War started from one kid getting shot in the street, and the and the left better understand that eighty percent of veterans are conservative, and there's about twenty million of those. And they're, they're, they're not only armed, they're trained with, with those yeah. experts in it. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. got to qualify as a marksman. So it, they, don't, yeah. they don't have any idea what, what's coming to them. If, if, because it, it, here's the thing. We're not going to start anything, but, but we'll damn well finish it because this has got to end. You can't have this. This, yeah. this, this framing of, of, of Manafort is, again, it's a aesthetic yeah. example for you and I right. to don't interfere in, in our things because this is what we're going to yeah. do to you if you're an outsider. Right. So that, that eliminates 95% yeah. of the public, and everybody in yep. D.C. keeps eating off the gravy train. Very well said. Kevin, go ahead. So here, this is, this is Rick. Uh, this is what I'm saying is that we're in the middle of a cold civil war. We're not out in the streets fighting, you know, hand-to-hand or with guns or anything like that. But we are in a yeah. – um, 
in a situation where we have yep. a political establishment that will do anything and everything in order to win. Meanwhile, our side is still playing by the rules. So as an yep. example, back when Jimmy Carter was president back in the 70s, right, we had a refugee program yep. where we were letting in the South Vietnamese into our country. And for the years um, leading up to this point, they were becoming citizens and voting Republican. Jimmy Carter shut that down because he saw the, age, the, the demographics were not going his way for the Democratic Party. So they shut down the immigration right. through the South um, East Asia. Now that the demographics right. for Latin America, of course, aren't exactly uh, pro-Republican, there are open borders. So the Democrats yes. are going to do their thing. But our true problem is the Republicans that are looking the other way, the ones that aren't doing anything right. about it. Your John Kasich's, your uh, Mitt Romney's, they are, in my opinion, the worst threat to the country than anything else. Yes. And we need to deal with our own side before we can start fighting the Democrats. And I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because I'll tell you, you know, here, here's the thing. You have all the, you have Democrats, and like Trump said, majority of Democrats, they stick together. But you have so many Republicans in the House and Senate that are divided, and they're not real Republicans. Like, it's really disgraceful. Um, I do, I do want to go to IQ, though. IQ, go ahead, buddy. Well, we keep repeating ourselves, unfortunately. The future resides with 2% only of Americans who will vote for Trump. If they fail, if these 2% fail, the American Republic will be finished. There is absolutely, I mean, from my point of view, I'm an outsider looking in. And I've been looking in on America for the last 12 years. I've yeah. done 1,450 radio interviews, including this one today. My <laughs> well, you've been on my support show many to times. Trump, we love you. I appreciate it, honestly. I mean, I have dedicated 12 years of my life. I paid over $40,000 of my own money so that people in America can hear me. Can you believe that? I paid I my it. own money. I love your dedication. But really, because I'm worried, if America fails... Western civilization is finished. Right. That's, that's literally the point I'm trying to raise. You cannot yeah. fail. If America yeah. fails, Europe is finished. Everybody fails. Everybody is finished. You, the uh, trouble yeah. is this. The news media is corrupt. The news media is the enemy of American people. Not only in America, yes. by the way. The news media in Europe, where I live, is exactly the same. Corrupt. Right. The enemy of the people. Right. If enough American blacks, as the gentleman has been saying, if enough American blacks, enough Latinos, and enough Jews wake up to the reality that the Democrats are literally the enemies of the United States of America and the American Constitution, right. uh, America is finished. If they don't wake up, I'm worried. I really am worried. <laughs> You know, I will, I, I will tell you this, uh, you know, a big thing that's going on in our country right now, and, you know, obviously, we, you know, a lot of people know that Nick Sandman from, uh, that's his name, the kid's name from Covington High School in Kentucky, he was already suing the Washington Post for $250 million for the slander and defamation they created on his life. I mean, they really ruined that kid when he was innocent, when he was the, the person that was only in the right, and, and we had the, the, the shithead uh, Native American known protester who's a leftist uh, coming there trying to invade, uh, you know, the situation and make it look like, you know, the, the, him, the Native American, was the victim. 
but in reality, we know the victim was Nick Sandman, the little, the little, uh, the young um, Covington High School kid. And they're now suing. It was announced last month that they were going to be suing a bunch of different news entities. Uh, one of the main ones was Washington Post announced last month that he was suing for like 200 million. But it was announced recently that he's now suing CNN for $250 million because they refused to change the slanderous stories that they uh, put him in and painted, portrayed him in a, in a villain character. Uh, and they, you know, they literally jumped to conclusions before they knew anything about the facts of that whole situation. And we all know uh, that uh, the facts are that uh, the Native American, I believe his name is, is it, is it Nate? I think it's Nathan something. I forget his last name, but he was in the wrong, and he's a known leftist activist. So I really think with these lawsuits and with these situations, I think it's going to basically wake up certain media outlets and, and make them realize that there's certain things they can't do unless they want to start losing a buttload of money because everything they reported in this situation with Covington uh, the kid is going to win so much damn money because they have no defense. You know, they were warned to take back their stories because they were caught being wrong, but they refused to. Then the lawyer, you know, uh, said, we're going to take you to court. And uh, this is really going to hurt them. Uh, but I really think it's going to sh shine a new light on, on the media scenario and, and all the fake news because these people are going to have to be very careful what they report unless they want to go back to court. Uh, if, unless they want to go back to court with people like, you know, Nick Sandman that uh, from Covington High School, they totally got framed. Uh, Gianni, go ahead. Yeah, you know your uh, your last guest that just that just spoke, you know, was really. I mean, he put he just told the truth in like a whole mouthful, man. Like it, it's really a scary thing for me. You know, I, I I wake up every morning and you know I, I look at the news and you know I get excited about you know, things that Trump is doing and things that, you know, us conservatives are fighting for, you know, like you're guessing the grassroots. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, I watch what's going on and it, and it really frightens me. And I, I keep thinking of the Roman empire and how it fell, like Josh stated. And I mean, we, we better put up a fight because Ronald Reagan said, like he prophesied, if fascism ever comes to America, it will come the name of liberalism. Liberalism. And, yeah, and it's and it's very if if America fails, if we fail, if we don't elect Trump, I'm gonna promise you this: if we don't elect Trump in 2020, we won't have a country we, left. We, bottom line, we will not have a country left. And like your guest said, the West will fail, and that's why I'm telling you these voices that are coming out of nowhere. It, 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 it's it's nothing new. I'll put it like that. Every generation you yeah. have those, you know, anti-West Western civilization. Uh, attitudes that come and we always have somebody to try to save us from those attitudes and like yep. I said I really believe we need, we need to fight we need to get in the grassroots we cannot um, uh, play games with this man because if we lose people think I don't know why people think America is invincible like we can't just crumble like every other empire that has crumbled in the past and that's why I right. we, we better thank God that President Trump was elected because if he was not elected, you will see the crumbling down of Western civilization as we know it. And I see what's going on. I mean, look at Paris, look at Europe, yep. look at all these places that were beautiful and were all yep. Western civilization. And the only reason they were beautiful because they were based off of capitalism 
uh, situation, you know? Now they yeah. turn into socialism. And people don't really – they don't understand. The Western civilization figured out how it works. Because for years and decades and in ages, we we, we, we lived in a, a in a horrible world as humans. We had to fight things in the wild, you know. We had to find out how to cure this disease, and we couldn't cure it, so we had to die. And we didn't find out how to live among each other, so we just killed tribalism and all this stuff. And then the Western civilization, something just snapped and something popped. It's like, ah, capitalism. Well, oh, we can respect each other. Well, you know, we can live if, among yeah. each other and we can build homes and we can we can build jobs, you know, we can find out uh, um uh, uh enlightenment, how to do these things and that is what caused everything the way we live now. The reason we have homes where we're not living in the wild and we're not, you know, around lions, tigers and bears. There's a reason why we're safer now yeah. with diseases and we live longer than past humans is because we have better uh, uh capitalism and and, and these things have created a safe place, and it created a healthy place for us to live. And America was the first ones to really uh, um, uh, support that idea, and the rest of the yeah. civilization followed. And what's going on now is you have those same attitudes, those same uh, principles from way back when that trying to bring us to really pre-enlightenment age. We've been enlightened now, and if we go back – and we do socialism like, oh, no more planes, no more trains. I mean, this, this stuff is ridiculous. So, how, like Trump said, yeah. how are you gonna, how are you gonna take a train? How are you gonna to, get to uh, Hawaii? Europe? How are you gonna get to Hawaii? Yeah. How are you gonna take it? How are you gonna take a trick? Like, they're really. This is really an anti-modern uh, uh, civilization. New deal. Period. <laughs> but, yeah, the Green New Deal. It's really an anti. Um, um, Modern world uh, idea, and it's really trying to take us back into the pre-enlightenment age. I mean, it, it's so ridiculous. Look at the hippies in the 1960s. Oh, why, we don't need to take showers. We don't need to be married. We don't need. We don't Ew, need none of this. We don't need really. civilization. Yeah, let's go live in the woods. I mean, it, but, that to you, you're going back to the same things that we left to live a better life. That's the reason we have American structure. That's the reason we have religious structure. That's the reason we have moral structure. Um, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, Otto uh, once said that uh, habit is virtue, and that's why uh, our grandparents, even though we had problems, you know, in the 40s and the 50s and all that stuff. Yeah. You look at the world today, and people, I, I get jealous of older people when they say how great life was back in the day, because it was, yeah. you know, you had the the man and the woman. You had marriage. You knew marriage was between a man and a woman. You know, you yeah. got married. You had kids. Your your kids were educated. They went to college, and you know they went on to have jobs, and they went on to have these things, and they had a religious structure. They had a faith structure, and all this stuff. Yeah. And to see how that all broken down over these decades really leads us to where we are now, and we have to fight because if we don't, as your guest said, the reality is we will crumble and we will go back to the pre-enlightenment age. Let me, let me give you a yeah. world situation, if I could. Uh, my yeah, husband and I were watching a news a news program earlier, and the host was saying that they have trucks ready to go into Venezuela to give food and comfort and aid to those people, but because of what's going on down there, they can't get in. But they said what well, the, the trucks are ready. They've been ready for weeks. My husband and I turned to each other, and we we had the same thought. If we fall to socialism, 
Who's there left to help these other countries? Who's going to be the ones there with the food? Who's going to be the ones there with the medical supplies? So it's not, it's not just America. We're talking about this is a devastating um, ripple effect that's going to, to harm the entire world because we're the ones that are sending out aid. We're the ones that are sending out this help to these other countries. Yep. Who's going to do that if we go to? Who's going to do that Josh, if we become ahead. as socialist as they are? You're very right. Absolutely yeah, right, you know, Pam. Well said. Pam, you're absolutely right. I just want to touch on the last couple points here real briefly. Uh, first off, Gianni, what you said about Americans thinking that we're invincible and not thinking that our society can crumble, that's so completely accurate. I mean, the, the fact that there's a lot of Americans that think that you know, I mean, let's just look back at history. Rome fell, Greece fell, even the Mongol Empire fell. I mean, those are three of the Babylonian Empire. I mean, four huge empires that created vast power and vast control all fell by the wayside as time went on because of these social and, and, and uh, you know, uh, morality issues. Uh, you know, and the touch on the uh, the Covington Catholic kid, you know, he absolutely has a case for uh, a, a libel for 100%. as well as slander. I mean, I think that's going to be – I think that should be a slam dunk if, if any of the, the past cases I've read uh, in regards to slander and libel type deals. And then also, you know, one of the things – that a lot of people said uh, in, in 2016 during the election that was the biggest reason to go for Trump was the idea of the Supreme Court. Now, the, the thing that this provides us, and especially with hopefully, uh, you know, Ginsburg might, you know, uh, croak or retire here soon, so we'll get another judge on the court. But I, the, here's the situation that we have is that hopefully because of that, because of other appointments, we won't have to deal with these political hit pieces that the Democrats used the court to take out. Hopefully, if we have a solid Supreme Court that actually uses uh, you know, jurisprudence and follows the law, we won't have to deal with the idea of the Democrats using the courts to put our hits on people. Yeah. Very, very, very well said, John. Very well said. Just te- Kevin, I want your response. Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, yes. Well, Everywhere you go, you'll find institutions, the media. I mean, they control the narrative, and they are everywhere. I don't follow media at all. But going to the gym, going to the department store, going to an airport, you can't escape CNN telling you absolute lies day after day after day after day. There is no repercussions, and Trump indulges them every week in these press conference. And uh, the, the bottom line is we need freedom of speech. We need actual action and protecting our Bill of Rights because... Um, all across the country, at the grassroots level, people are being taken out of the public opinion, the public square, um, and uh, we're absolutely silenced and banned. So what needs to be done is absolute um, accountability against these groups. And Nick Sandman is a perfect example of, of just that and waking up America at what the left and the media are trying to do. Very, very well said, and you're absolutely right, um, and, and here's the thing, I really strongly think, and I've been saying this on the show, that these lawsuits are really going to wake up the left-wing the left media 
and it's going to kind of come to an understanding of what they can't and can't report, uh, especially when they want to do, uh, play the defamation card or slander card. You know, I think they're going to probably think twice in the future because this is really going to, I think, uh, basically uh, change how uh, the media reports because, I mean, let's face it, they have all these lawsuits in the CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, all the big left-wing media outlets. But, you know, the, the thing is, though, you're, you're assuming that the judge is going to rule in our favor, that you're not going to have an activist that's just not going to throw out the Constitution and do their own thing like they've done in the past. No, no, I hear that, but there could also be appeals and all that different stuff. But anybody, you know, that, that reads this clearly knows that there's obviously a situation where uh, they cross their boundaries. True. I, but see, the, the way I look at it is you're going to have the activists. You're, they're going to do their thing. And in the meantime, we need to really start networking together. Um, you know, with our club in particular, it, it really, it's very frustrating when we have an event and we're trying to do some good for you know the society, and we uh, we go on recruitment, we go on advertising for that event, and then yeah. only maybe six people show up. It's very disheartening, and for the most part, people just don't have the time. They don't want to waste their right. Um, right. You know, their security at home. They don't want to put in the time and effort. We got a lot of armchair Republicans that you know will talk a good game, but when it actually comes to activism, right. they don't do much really. So well, I, I, I hear I hear. Oh, keep, Go go, keep going. Sorry, I, I was going to respond. Go ahead, though. Sorry. No, uh, I just think as activists like us, we need to be networking together as much as possible. We need to find the, the so-called normies that are maybe conservative, but they don't know how to get involved. And we need to start reaching out to those people. I mean, we can always talk to a room full of conservatives that all agree, but we need to start reaching out to people that don't know, have different opinions, bring them over to our side, and kind of you know, uniting the right. Yeah. We have to come together. Very well said. Um, we'll, we're we're going to come back. We have about 10 minutes left in the show. We're going to come right back. Quick commercial, though. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. All righty, we are back. The Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide. 22 different country 22 different countries people are listening on over 60 online platforms um we have a few minutes left i want to you know i want to get bill's thoughts you know bill go ahead i we haven't heard from you in a little bit i want to get your thoughts overall on all the different uh topics we just went over well you know again you you have to you 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 have to stop the, these medias Outlets now. These it, it depends. If the lawsuits keep coming, then then that's a good thing. Now, if 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 these are are quashed or are are done away with in a timely manner and they get out of the media and all that, then the, it's not going to change anything. But you you have to get get you know like I was talking about you know the way that Twitter and Google and Facebook and and Apple and and the the liberal media outlets are are, are creating a false perception for the masses to believe in 
they, they it, you know, it, like I said, it puzzled me that how, how they could motivate so much hate and anger towards a certain select people in such a short amount of time until, I, like I said, I discovered, you know, a guy with 500 followers on Twitter has a, has a tweet with 150,000 retweets. That, that's not possible. And and it's the, the same way. So there, it, that's what has to change. And you have to, you know, the, what the what you have to learn from the left is is they do use emotions. And I use it in my tweets, where where you have to when you're talking to these people, you have to give them facts about and and let them feel the fear of what's coming to them. We want to be politically correct and we want to be nice and smile and say, hey, come out and listen to us talk, and we're going to talk about these issues and all that. But you have to scare the hell out of people to to motivate them. That's what's going to work, and you have to say, look, you're going to have children killed after the time of birth, and then it's going to be, well, that one's got blue eyes, and I want a, a child with brown eyes, or that one's a boy, and I want a girl, and and then it's going to move up to, well, it's, it has autism, and it's only three years old, and then it's going to move up to something else and something else, and you're going to get in, and this this country will, will, will fall apart, and 200 million people die from just starvation. We... You know, the yeah. people in the South and, you know, like where I yeah. have land and I know how to grow yeah. things, and there's going to be a certain population that can take care of themselves if, if something like this takes place. But New York, well, California, they can't yeah. feed themselves. Yeah. They can't well, even get look, water. Look and look, look what's going on. Look what's going on in New York right now. There was just a new report today saying uh, pe- the people that are trying to leave, uh, the New York, st- the, the state of New York auditors are looking to bill those fleeing the state's high taxes. So I mean, we have that sort of situation, and don't don't forget that we have situations where people are trying to totally take over in a communist state of mind. I mean, it, it really doesn't Absolutely. end. I mean, these these liberal it, 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 states that are run by you know these cesspool swamp creatures. It's it's disgraceful. It's it's ultimately. I mean, obviously, you know, we we know what communism is. We've seen all these other countries, but it it, it is communism. I mean, you know, people don't like to well, say that word. Well, socialism is country, only what they're doing. Socialism is only one rung on the ladder. It's not the top rung because once you go from socialism, you go to a dictatorship, and then if that's successful, you go to a monarchy. So the socialism is, is just a precursor. To what's yeah. to come, yeah. which is co- total yeah. and inclusive, here, complete oppression. You're at, you're absolutely right. Very very socialism is an easier way to say communism. It just takes a they, they try to say, oh, it's just a it's a, it's a uh, slower way of getting to communism. But he, here here's what's well, crazy. It's that, a way to disarm the Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. It's a way to disarm the population and starve them out until they are oppressed, so that you have the forces to come in. And kind of like what's going on in France right now, those people aren't armed, and our, our Venezuela is even a better example. Aren't armed, don't have any food, so now that that what is no longer a socialist economy, that guy's a, a dictator now. Right, and, and you look at what New Mexico. Yeah, you look at what New Mexico's doing now. New Mexico now has banned private gun sales, and we all know New Mexico is run by left-wing Democrats. So they're basically uh, the one of the first in line to put that uh, in check in order, which is disgraceful. It's disgusting, and it's totally the communist Hitler agenda. But uh, I think a lot of states are going to be following, uh, especially that are run by Democrats, 
in the coming weeks and months, which is just terrifying because this is like the first step to communism. Yeah, you, you, like I said, you, you have to do two things to, in order to take over a population. You have to disarm them, and you have to put them yep. into poverty where they well, can barely what did Hitler, keep themselves alive. What did Hitler alive. do before he killed millions of Jews? He took away their guns. Same thing. Ding, 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 you know? You know, my father used to tell me there's nothing new under the sun, and, the, and what's going on here isn't anything new that hasn't been going on for 2,000 years. It's just different players. And the problem that we have in this country now isn't that wasn't this case in 20 or 25 years ago was that.